Derek, don't you think you ought to tell Lord Braisted what you heard? I have. What happened? Oh, he denied it, of course. At first he was very angry. Then he laughed. He said he admired my courage, but not my common sense. But you could see he was frightened. And then quite suddenly he asked me if it was Stepan who had told me. Why should he ask that? Because it's true. Then he fired you. No, not quite. He was too smart for that. He just said that he hated to see me make such a fool of myself. <laughs> I couldn't go on being his secretary, of course, but he would give me a three years assignment in West Africa. How nice. Yes, wasn't it? And that's not all. In view of my long and faithful service, he proposed to make me a present of 10,000 pounds. 10,000 pounds? What for? Yes, what for? Derek, my father's the cleverest man in the world. You've got to tell him what you just told me and let him advise you. I don't want you mixed up in this. Look, he's in the next room now. Let me talk to him. No, I'd rather do it my own way. What are you going to do? I've got a date with Lord Braisted in half an hour. I'm going to tell him what he can do with his West African job and give him a chance to call the whole thing off. And if he doesn't? If he doesn't, I shall take the morning plane to Prague, warn Stefan, and get conclusive evidence. Derek, I wish I could go with you. So do I. Promise not to do anything silly till I get back. I'll try not. Yes. I do love you, sir. I began to wonder if you were ever going to tell me. I meant to wait until all this was over. Glad you didn't. Yes, but let's not tell anybody else until it is all over. Anything you say, sir. No, I've really got to go. Darling, don't let him bully you. I won't. Let me know what happens. Promise me if anything goes wrong while I'm away, you'll talk to Father. All right. Goodbye, darling. Bye. Come back safe. listening to they must be destroyed on site the following podcast contains adult language adult situations and spoilers for the movies discussed occur often you've been warned now take it away dr roush they must be destroyed on site Welcome back. It is They Must Be Destroyed on Sight, episode 284. And I'm your host, Lee. I'm not paid to think, miss. I'm paid to move you on, Russell. Mm -hmm. And I am joined by my lovely co-hostess with the mostest, a a graduate. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, I graduated. Actually, I'm a graduum because I don't graduate until June. Oh. So it's not official, but if I want to apply anywhere, I could have the credits in order to graduate. I Googled this. (laughs) She is the, she is the educated. She is the beautiful Lee. If you say that again, I think I shall beat you hardy. How are you doing, (laughs) ma'am? It's so funny because like the wife was just casual. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it made me laugh. I think it was the only part of the movie that made me laugh. Um, She she probably hears it a lot. Probably. Uh, I am doing good. I am doing very fantastic. I was actually just thinking about that. This is the, the first podcast where, um, 
I officially found out that I, I graduate. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm in a very good mood. I've been in a very good mood for the last little bit. <laughs> the last yes. like, since I got my grade back. <laughs> yes. Because before that she was a bundle of nerves. It, it was constantly us talking and her like, I'm not going to graduate. I'm worried about my score. Um, my professor sucks, you know, like all kinds of stuff. And say my professor sucks. I said he's a really hard marker. So and uh, I was, I was very worried about not passing because he was a very difficult writer. Mm-hmm. And I told so, her she was fine, and it turned out she was fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I graduate in June, which is very exciting. The, and I already got yeah. my my criminal record check, my background check for teachers college for school, mm-hmm. which is so quick. I got it in a week, but it said five weeks wait. So, although you waited to the know. last, you waited to the last minute for your grades, though. That's why you were so worried because he, he he literally like didn't give you your grades till the very last minute. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I had to apply for my check like may 1st and i got did it like may 4th so it wasn't like a huge big deal um it was just funny because i got mine in like a week Mm -hmm. so that's all done now i've got all my stuff handed into the school for september so i'm very happy i'm in the head yeah um so the movie we are doing tonight is the blind goddess from 1948 this was lee's pick uh this was (laughs) <laughs> hey, just just hold on now. Don't don't uh, don't bury the lead here. Don't uh, get a little too hit of yourself. Um, so, if people are not familiar, uh, every once in a while we go back into this little kick of where we watch a movie, and then you know the actors or actresses in the movie, we go through their IMDb uh, filmographies and see if there's anything that looks good there, and you know we take turns picking new films from those filmographies, something that looks interesting and. Lee was unfortunately like not given a lot of choices necessarily that looked all that great. Uh, no, what had happened was the initial one that I had picked, you had commented on saying how terrible of a movie, like how you didn't awful. And I was like, Oh my God, I got to make a switch. So mm-hmm. while we were doing the podcast, I was like frantically looking up people trying to find movies. And uh, yeah, I kind of, last second I, I gave multiples because we couldn't find them for what the people yeah. I wanted but but it worked out yeah then I found I'll, one like she gave me literally like four choices and like three of them just don't exist on the internet at all from what I could tell um but but it was better than picking the one with animal violence in it exactly. so uh, yeah so she picked Claire Bloom, which w- which was an actress who was in The Clash of the Titans. And this is actually her first uh, movie. This is her first uh, role in a, in a movie. So, uh, oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So Blind Guys from 1948. We'll get into that. We'll talk about that. Uh, but before we do, uh, Lady Lee, I know you've watched some things. So please uh, elucidate us with, with your uh, recent views. Look at you with the big words. And I'm the yeah. graduate. <laughs> Okay, so I um, I went to visit my parents. So my dad and I, I'm going to go through these really quickly just because mm-hmm. I watched a ton of them. Um, so my dad and I watched a couple movies every night that I was there. Yeah, watched a few movies when I was there. Mm-hmm. I guarantee I missed some because, like, I'm thinking about it now and I feel like I didn't have them all. But whatever. Anyways, I have watched Red and Red 2. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And I watched um, Blazing Saddles. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we watched Life of Brian. Okay. Uh, and we watched uh, Moonraker and we watched Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was with. And you and your dad share a love of the uh, James Bond franchise. That's a big thing between you two. So. Yes. yes. Yeah. Sorry, I was just trying to think if there was another movie that we watched. Um, no, I think we just watched those two that time. But yes. Um, so yeah, it's a tradition that my dad and I have to watch a movie, a James Bond movie, and go down. Usually mm-hmm. it's multiple, so this time more. This time it's only two. But either way, those are all my watches. Um, were any of them first-time watches? Red and Red 2 were first-time watches yeah. for me. I thought they were pretty cute. Like, they were really silly movies. Um mm-hmm. They're just kind of like uh, a funny storyline. It wasn't uh, like movies that took themselves too seriously. They're very like over the top ridiculous with like how everything right. was. There was like some sad notes too to kind of to bring it down. But uh, I, I thought it was just um, over the top, like so stupid, but uh, like entertaining to watch. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was great fun. Like it was just a warm. Yeah, you you could tell everyone. You you could tell everyone on set was most likely having fun probably outside of Bruce Willis. Cause he's not known for really having fun on movie sets, but um, uh, everyone, like all the supporting characters around Bruce Willis in, in those movies are fucking excellent. Like you got like, yeah. John, John Malkovich, you got uh, uh, what's her name? Um, yeah. Helen Mirren, right? Is, yeah. Is, yeah. Um, yeah. And she was great in it. Mm-hmm. I love the second one when uh, she's like spanking people. I can't remember the guy now, but the guy that she's dating. It's like, I love it when your toes curl and your shoes. <laughs> I just love that scene. I was like, that's great. That was freaking fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed them. My dad really likes them, so he wanted to watch them with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see why. They're just these, uh, it's a warm feeling movies with tons of action. And they are they are within the wheelhouse of like the James Bond stuff too, in the sense that they're all like espionage action movies kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just great. They're just great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, the rest were, yeah. Obviously, James Bond. I've seen like a thousand times. Um, so I rewatched Blazing Saddles. I mm-hmm. haven't seen that one in a few years, like many, many years. I can't remember the last time I watched it. Um, some parts I think are hilarious, like totally fun. Um, they make you really uncomfortable with the, uh, the use of the N-word, mm-hmm. which is perfect for that movie, like that style of movie. I, I'd right. say that part did age well because like um, if you look at Django, mm-hmm. um, they make you uncomfortable because it's supposed to be uncomfortable. Right. And that's kind of what they did. The only thing that made me uh, like uh, actually uncomfortable uh, where it didn't age well was when um, they actually had like the native Americans and uh, Mel Brooks was dressed as a right. native American. And with it, he had his like uh, Jewish accent. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It was just really try hard. Like it was just, it was, that one was a little bit painful. Well, kind of, like, I, 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 I feel like, in a sense, and I might be wrong about this, but my interpretation was that he was kind of making fun of the fact that for the longest time, Hollywood did not use Native Americans in movies. They would always like substitute, you know, either people painted in like red face or like Italians or something like that. You who, know what? You that know, makes sense. Yeah. 
yeah, I can totally see that because uh, he didn't even try. And I think that, you know what, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah, okay, well, I take that back then. Because <laughs> honestly, yeah, you saying that, I could totally see that because uh, um, I could definitely see them actually trying to find the proper actors uh, for this movie. But he went like all out, like he was ridiculous. It was very obvious that he was not a uh, Native American. So, yeah, yeah so you, I take so that you, back. So you heard it from Lee Hardy right now, 2023, Blazing Saddles, 100% woke. Yeah. Yes. It was, it's just great. It's just, it makes you, like, I love, I love the use of how they did everything. Um, like the reactions, like the sweetest mm-hmm. people throwing out the N-word, like it was great. It seriously, it made people feel very uncomfortable watching it. And I think that was exactly what it meant to do. Yes. And, uh, and, and that was, you know, there's, there's plenty of like, sweet appearing old grandmothers living in places like Louisiana right now who have no problem throwing out the N word. So yeah, you know, it, it, it can be those people, right? Yeah. I, I loved it. I, uh, I think it's hilarious. I think it's just a great stupid movie. Mm-hmm. Um, probably and Jones Wines, like, I don't have to talk about James Wines. We, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then when I went to the cottage, we watched a bunch of movies as well. So I rewatched the whole Wednesday series mm-hmm. because I love it. Um, I also watched uh, Cocaine Bear, finally. Okay. Um, How was that? It's very middle ground for me because I thought mm-hmm. there were some parts that I thought were funny, but I thought the storyline just dragged. Like, I found it kind of pointless because... Um, it was supposed to be about a cocaine bear, but it was about other people with cocaine. And the parts with cocaine bear were hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and terrifying. And again, you had, there, there's like some heartwarming feelings with like the family stuff, but then the gang stuff on the side, like it was just, there was a lot. Like there was oh, yeah. just, it, all the stories were very small, so it's not as if they weren't they got lost. It was just like I wanted to see more of the the cocaine bear. I want to see more of that ridiculous yeah. like you, you, thing, you, see, right? you, you hear a movie called Cocaine Bear, you want to see the cocaine bear fucking people up, right? Because like, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a lot of it that was great. It was just so funny and so terrifying, but other parts were just they were just there. I felt like they're just mm-hmm. kind of tried to make this. I don't know if, if I would have rather it been called something about like a drug thing. And then the cocaine bear was just like uh, the, the antagonist in the movie. Like mm-hmm. that would have been better. Like not call it cocaine bear, have a different title. So there's no expectation of like the cocaine bear is the storyline when this was just more, it was a, an inconvenience. If anything, like, if you know what I'm talking about, yeah, like it was, yeah, it was, uh, it, it just, it just how it, but how it was presented. Although, I was expecting more. Although I, I, I feel like to do that, they'd have to make it a super serious movie where these drug runners just are getting, being chased by a real bear in the woods kind of thing. But that's what I mean. Like they could have kept um, the whole movie, just call it something different. Because okay. Cocaine Bear leads you with the expectation that it's going to be like the whole point of the movie. Like it is the, literally the, the star of the movie when I mm-hmm. found it was a very much like a, uh, antagonist, um, on the side. Right. Cause it just popped up all of a sudden to like fuck shit up. Like it really 
kind of tied into the storyline, but not mm. like you could have replaced it with like anything or any kind of, of um, animal doing anything, and it wouldn't have really. I don't know. It just it just felt like there was a disconnect. Like I understand the story. I understand the drugs happened to drop by because of the the drug dealers fucking up, mm-hmm. and then I understand the family part. Like eh, that part really was kind of on the side, but in the end, like you probably could have taken away cocaine bear and made it up some other story of something else. And you would have been able to have the same story. Cocaine bear. I expect that with that title, that cocaine bear is the star. Yeah. So like, it sounds like to me, they had the concept cocaine bear and like the real story is sad. Basically the co- mm-hmm. the bear took the cocaine and died. And that's the story. Um, but it feels like they needed to fill a movie with stuff and they only had so many ideas for the bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'll, you know, I, I will eventually watch this and then I'll have a better uh, grasp on this, but um, it, it just feels like, okay, there's all kinds of extra stuff that they felt like they had to put in there to like fill the running time. Like otherwise it would have been like a, however much time cocaine bears on screen, like short film. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would have been better just to have it as a short film. Cause like the scenes that cocaine bear were in, were like oh my god it just they were so good but then yeah. it just dragged on with uh, like the storyline re- again like there's funny parts here and there just i don't know i i felt like um they should have just changed the title then it would have been less of an expectation because even mm-hmm. like when you watch the previews you expect cocaine bear to be like the main star of the movie right um i'm holding out hope that eventually they'll make a movie called meth amphibian <laughs> yes, no, that'll be great. I'll, I'll watch um, that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so moving on. I watched um, Spider-Man Far From Home and No Way Home. Okay. I watched both of those. Um, they're Spider-Man movies. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that the third one had uh, a different ending because you know how the other ones, like the, the girlfriend dies. Like it's it's that's how it like, ends on and he saves the world and then goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I found was a little bit more tragic ending. So I, I like that. I like that. It was, they brought back the old, I like that they brought back the old actors from Spider-Man right. and the villains. Um, I thought that was a very cute idea. It was very fun to kind of like bring it up and like tie it and kind of start over again, even with like Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But I, I appreciated that they took a little bit of different um, turn on the, the story. So yeah. unexpected twist at the end. Well, kind of. But I yeah, um, I generally kind I of enjoyed like those both movies. Them. Yeah, I did enjoy both of them. I'm a huge fan of superhero movies, even if they're bad. Like I just like the unnecessary amounts of violence and crazy action and CGI that looks so cool. So that's always gonna get me. Uh that's all mm-hmm. I can say about those. And then I watched I'm, I told you I watched so much stuff. Like last time, I was yeah. like, oh, no, I didn't watch anything. Now I'm, like, going on and on. Um, ready or not? Ready or not? It is uh, the one where she marries into the family, and she has to play a game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I, I like that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samara Weaving, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great movie. I, uh, I, okay. So when you see the previews mm-hmm. and you're kind of like, okay, this is going to be cool. When you get to the ending, I just fucking loved it. I just, there were so mm-hmm. many twists at the end that just made it perfectly like, 
oh, what the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like continuously just being like thrown off about understanding what's going on. And the fact that right at the end, it just, I don't know. It was great. It was a great movie. Um, I recommend yeah. people to watch that one because it's, yeah, I don't want to give too many details, but. You, you put Samara Weaving in a horror comedy. I'm going to watch it. I loved her in the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she's okay. good. Well, both so those good. both those babysitter movies are they're perfectly good. I, I like the first one a bit better, but they're both good. Same. Yeah, uh, yeah they're both awesome. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that one. It's a great watch. It's just I love the story because it's a little bit different. Like it's a very different story compared to what you see. So I thought mm-hmm. it was a very creative storyline, and I really loved her. The fact that she was like the main focus of the movie, right? And you went through the different phases of her, like the the how she was so in love and then the shock and then like the turning into like a crazy badass, the ridiculous moments when she's trying to be a badass, but it just fails. Um, mm-hmm. Great. Uh, then I watched um, the menu. Okay. How was that? So good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I loved it. I friggin' loved it. Again, it was just another movie that just took a whole different spin. Like just, so original just so creative and uh i'm not gonna tell you this one because okay. i think you'll really like this one yeah it, i have it, i've been intending to watch it so yeah it played really well it does this part where they show you the menu like the actual menu mm-hmm. um like the plates and they show you the ingredient list and i okay it just gets as you go through the movie you'll really appreciate that part like how they do that because okay. uh yeah i'm not i don't want to give any more i just yeah, love don't it. don't okay that's it that's all i want to say i just one of those things that you'll see and be like, I know what she's talking about, but it doesn't give anything away. Um, I watched Django last night. Just remember that. Which which which, which Django? The, the newest one. Oh, the so one the Quentin Tarantino, the... Django Unchained. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, like I was saying, uh, that movie I think is great because it makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what we want. Like that's kind of what we need. Like the the scene with the dog. Like I have a hard time watching that part. Like I, right. Yeah, but and, uh, but yeah, no, I, you know, Quentin Tarantino gets flack for using the N word uh, in his movies, but I mean, at the very least, I think he's justified using it here because he's talking about Confederate fucking racists, and he's trying to make them as despicable as possible. He he wants you to hate them, and like, there's well, good reason to hate, them. hate themselves, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Yeah. Unless I could think of another one really quickly. I wrote them all down today too. I mean, we watched we, like last night. We watched The Lost Boys and uh, Near Dark. Yeah, I figured you were going to talk about those ones though, so I kind of left that okay. off because I had so many others. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those those are really the ones that um, if anything else pops up, I'll doesn't really matter because. I think I've <laughs> I've said enough. The other ones I just don't remember, so they're not as important to me or not as interesting. Um, but yeah, that has been my my I've been you've been doing a movies. lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I like I went for how long? Where I was like, uh, I don't know. Well, you <laughs> like, well, you were you were doing your you're doing your schoolwork. So like that was like people people don't understand like when Lee gets into the mode to do her schoolwork, she does it. Like she doesn't do anything else. Like. Uh, except for you know sometimes when when your focus starts to wander and you'll do something else but usually it's not a movie <laughs> yeah hold on a second after like 
13 hours, 14 hours of writing a paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. I'm like, hey, I just want to shoot stuff. <laughs> yeah. At that point, it's just like, let's do video games or something. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll mention a couple of things. Like I, like I said, uh, just briefly there a second ago, um, we did have a, a movie night with our friends last night. We watched uh, a vampire double feature and we watched uh, Lost Boys and Near Dark. Had you seen Near Dark before? You, you no, said you thought, thought you I had. Did. Yeah, I thought I did because uh, you know what? I might have because the scene where he's um, drinking the blood, mm-hmm. like he's on his knees drinking the blood from her wrist, it really looked familiar to me. Like I, I seen that, so I think I did see it as a kid. Or like I went downstairs. My parents told me like go back upstairs. Like this movie or whatever. Couldn't watch this movie, and that scene because I remember that specific scene. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna deem it as a first time watch because. Either it was when I was really young to the point where I don't remember any of it, or like I said, I just saw the one scene. Right. So I, I think we're both like in agreement with um, Lost Boys. You know, it, it's a classic. It's not my favorite vampire movie of the eighties, but like I still recognize like its significance. Like that that one's probably the more influential one, honestly, because you look at those vampires and they're kind of like directly influence like how the vampires and almost everything going forward kind of looks like the Buffy, the vampire slayer owes like everything to those vampires. Yeah. It is hugely influenced by I was about to make the comment about like, once they turn into vampires, they turn into like eighties rockers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With a saxophone. But But yeah, yeah, no, and it's got a great soundtrack. Of course. Like I think everyone knows lost boys, but uh, what, what did you, think of near dark did you like it i i kind of like forgot to gauge your like uh watch me as i'm watching it well i I didn't have you on screen right i'm i'm like whenever i'm screening a movie i have it like full screen on my screen and i'm not like i I keep you know neglecting to have my second monitor up where i can see the discord so watching you watch me watch you Okay, sorry. I was just trying to see if I had any movies. I put them all in my my letterbox so I can like remember this year. Oh, look at her! Yeah, I have most of the films that I've watched this year. I know I missed a couple because I forgot about it, Mm -hmm. but I mm, mm, look at her doing the do doing the due diligence now. I like it. There's some that are um, from the podcast that I forgot to put on, but those are, I can go back and find. Um, So first thing I want to say about the Lost Boys, uh, I did not realize it till last night. Yeah, last night. Mm -hmm. Um, How many times the name Michael is said in the movie? Oh, yeah. No, that's... There needs to be a Michael count. I never realized it. I've watched this movie many times, many times over. I do love it. Um... If, I never you, realized it. If you do, <laughs> if you do a drinking game with that, you will be fucked by the mm-hmm. end of that movie. Like, come with us, Michael. Be vampires with us, Michael. Hey, Michael. Can you ride, Michael? Michael. Michael. Oh, hey, mm. Michael. How's it going, Michael? Oh, hi, Michael. There's an unexplored, like, gay subtext between. Uh, Keith or Sutherland's character and Michael in, in, in that film. Like, I, I feel like they could have pushed into that area because those two, like, he says Michael a lot, like, to the point where, like, he's on your mind a lot, isn't he, dude? Like, and he doesn't yeah. disappear into dust, so that could have been the second movie. He was, he was, yeah, that was some, um, our Greg, yeah, our friend Greg brought up some movie trivia. I didn't realize that, like, originally that was supposed to be 
the sequel, he was supposed to come back. Like he, you know, he didn't die in, in the end of the film, but. Uh, so it's supposed to be lost girls and more female based. Oh yeah. They could yeah. still do that. They should s- still do that. Honestly. Yeah. They could bring him back too. Yeah. Forget all the. St- yeah. Still, oh, but you know, it'll be really interesting though, because it could go off of the fact that the leader was killed. Mm-hmm. And because Keith Sutherland didn't actually die, that he like no longer was a vampire, so he did age. Yeah, that's. And he could either be like a vampire hunter, or he could be like a vampire leader because he wants to be a vampire again. You just so wrote. To, like, find it. You just wrote a really good movie <laughs> premise. Like, like honestly, <laughs> that's that, no. Like honestly, that that's a smart angle to go with. Like, if if killing the head vampire unvamps everyone, he turned. Assume he turned Keith or Sutherland's character. He he and he didn't die from his from his wounds. Although you know he's he's not going to be feeling great with those two horns through his chest. But still, if he survived that, um, yeah, he ages, and now he's like a crusty old vampire hunter. Hey, bring back Corey Feldman, and now they're vampire hunters together or something. You know, like what whatever. Or even or even like. Um he's like the leader of the vampires because mm-hmm. he are, are just trying to re get like create a group of vampires mm-hmm. to get his revenge on the people who took away his vampirism. The only thing I, I do see a flaw in the story, but mind you, it doesn't really matter. Cause it was like forever ago. You could mm-hmm. ignore it. Cause they do this with movies is that they did mention that the other guys weren't full vampires. Right. Yeah. But again, there's how many times where you see a sequel where they're like, oh, hey, what about this? Yeah. This, be it. this is that moment. Yeah, yeah fuck the rules. <laughs> Anyways, um, back to uh, what you were near, mentioning. Near Dark? Near Dark, yes. Um, I thought that it was a cool uh, different spin on vampire movies. Because mm-hmm. like you said, this is like uh, vampires on the run. This is not right. vampires who get to live in luxury in some place where um, they could just live there and no one will get them like this is mm-hmm. kind of more of what you expect like if there were vampires um you would people would understand that and they would go hunting for them right. like they would find the layer pretty quickly like oh hey all these kids went missing all these people are dying hmm might be vampires I mean, probably find them mm-hmm. like not all of a sudden a new family moves in <laughs> like oh hey by the way we've been here for like a week let's go fucking kill all the vampires um yeah, so I did kind of enjoy that spin, and I thought it was uh, kind of a cool idea. My cat was knocking on the door. <laughs> yeah. You coming in? You're coming in. Um, oh, no, you sorry. invited it in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the funny part when he was like, are you going to invite me in? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I just I don't know. I just thought of that. Um okay, sorry. Back to focusing. Um yeah, so different twist on your general vampire movie. Cause mm-hmm. um they had they even had that uh thing because you had that girl who you could kind of argue, I think she just wanted to get out of that lifestyle. Right. Like when she found him. Because, like, she was doing everything to protect him, even though he wasn't. Like, she, I think she desperately wanted to find someone to, like, be with. Mm-hmm. Um, and she found him, which they fell in love so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Movie magic. But anyways, despite that, um, 
you could kind of see that there was like this she was kind of tired of doing this as well and i could see that because like yeah we, we we speculated like how old is she like is she recently turned or is she actually like i've been around been, a, while, been around yeah. for like 50 years with them or something right yeah i did have a really hard time though when the the kid vampire who's really uh-huh. old and they state that he's really old was going after the little girl yeah that's creepy as fuck right yeah, like this is. What did I watch? Oh, that's another movie I watched. Um, Shazam, the second one. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Shazam's super cute, but there's a scene, there's a part where the one girl, where she's like, I'm over a thousand years old. And she's like still crushing on the kid who's like in high school, like young Ooh. high school. And uh, even though she's in a young girl's body, it just, I can't do it. It was the same with like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She's 17 with like a 300 year old guy. I was mm-hmm. like, if that's not fucking grooming, like, yeah. I love Buffy the Vampire. Don't get me wrong. I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I really didn't like the relationship between her and Angel. I thought it was really gross. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it, he like looked it, like he was supposed to be 25, he was 300 years old. Like it's it's a weird it's a very weird dynamic. It very it very much is like I I don't know how much that's been explored in like you know actual academic literature about vampire fiction or not. I, it probably has, but you know, like I, I I just don't care. I don't care that you're look you look like you're ten years old. You mm-hmm. don't go after a ten year old when you're not ten years old and you state that you're not ten years old. You're like, I'm the oldest one here. Um it's uh it's like that girl who had a condition where she basically looks like she's twelve, but yeah. she's twenty four, twenty five. So she has a really hard time dating because people don't want to date her, but she doesn't want to go date a ten year old. Mm-hmm. Like just because she looks like it, she's not gonna go date one. Um yeah, right. that's. I understand that's a, a like it sucks for someone who does look young. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, don't go after people who are like you look your age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the only part I had a hard time with. I just thought the rest of the movie was kind of cool. Like it was um, a different take on vampires than what you're normally used to. Mm-hmm. It was like vampires on the run, vampires trying to survive. Um, understanding that like vampires. Um, when they're trying to feed, they have to like feed and then go like leave somewhere else. So try to find like a place to live. And even if they go back, they tend to get caught because people recognize them. Right. 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 So, well, Yeah. Like that great scene where like Lance Hendrickson comes back to that motel that he was at like 50 years ago or something. And the guy working at the motel is like this 70 year old guy who was probably 20 when he first checked them in. He's like, Hey, you look familiar. Weren't you here before? And it's like, yeah, I come around every 50 years or so. Like, it's great. Love that fucking film. Uh, amazing fucking film. Um, I'll just mention two other things so we can move along here. But um, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, really? Have you seen any? You've seen Guardians 2, at the very least, because we talked about it on a, on a cape shit when that was still a thing we were doing. Yeah. Did I see three? Well, three was- just came out. Three just came out. So oh, did it? Then no, I have not yeah. seen three. Yeah. I have seen one and two, but I have not seen three. Okay. Well, three is the conclusion to to it. And uh, I think it's fucking brilliant. Um, it's probably the best Marvel movie since Endgame. It's got all the feels. 
I'm not afraid to admit that it made me tear up a couple times because it's very emotional. It's very much like you're going to cry, motherfucker, because there's some heartfelt shit in this. You're going to see characters move on. You're going to see them go on new paths. You're going to see some of their stories end and stuff like that. Uh, it's mostly about Rocket Raccoon and his origin story. Mm. And and my God, that shit is sad as fuck. Like, it is... If, if you love animals, you're going to be... You're just going to be disturbed and, like, just... You're, you're not going to be cool with what's going on with Rocket. And... Um, I think it does a great job of concluding everyone's stories. Uh, you know, it's like by the end of it, it's like there's new horizons for some characters and stuff like that. There's new journeys for them. Some of them are going to, some are going to come back. Some are not going to come back. Um, the villain in it is uh, the high evolutionary. If you're a comic book nerd, you'll know who that is. Uh, and he's fucking great. And again, sadly, he's another one of these Marvel villains where it's like he, it feels like he's one and done. Uh, but he's way better than like any Marvel villain since that Thanos. Like he, he is, he's a fucking piece of shit. Like he's basically just a space Nazi. And, and like, and he is just, uh, just megalomaniac, fucking sociopathic, narcissistic piece of shit who gets everything he deserves by the end of it. Spoilers, but not spoilers because he's probably never coming back. So whatever. But fucking, I loved it. Um, I could just kind of wish he was like the villain for like the new phase of Marvel. It's like maybe he'd make him the main big villain or whatever. But still. This is really good. Uh, definitely worth seeing. Uh, if you've given up on the Marvel movies, this probably won't get you back to them. But uh, if, you, if you're looking for a good one, this is a good one. Um, the other movie I'll, I'll mention in, uh, real quick is Chef from 2014. Uh, this is John Favreau um, going back to his roots, basically. He's like he was making some big movies and stuff. He made Iron Man and shit like that, right? And then he's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back and make like a vanity project for myself where he's like the actor, the writer, the producer, the director, all that shit. Um, and it's basically about him being a like world-class chef who has a big like emotional freakout because the stress is getting to him with his job and he has like a he has a food critic gives him a bad review and he blows up about it um and and then he his blow up when he blows up at the critic at the restaurant uh gets of becomes a viral video and this is around the time when twitter was just starting to become a thing really so like they heavily used twitter as a gimmick in this and shit like that where he doesn't understand social media. So he's like insulting the chef on Twitter and stuff and doesn't understand how that's going to affect his life. Um, and so he loses his job. Uh, his, his marriage is on the rocks. He's estranged from his wife, divorced, estranged, something like that. His, his kid is like, he's kind of somewhat estranged from his kid. Like they don't have a good relationship, but he wants to have one with him, but it's just, he always lets his kid down. So he starts a food truck and he goes around the country with the food truck and it's highly successful. And he brings his kid along and starts teaching him how to be a chef and how to cook and shit. 
And it's this kind of really heartwarming kind of story of like a father and son mm-hmm. connecting. Um, it's it's slightly based on uh, his friend Roy Choi, who is an actual professional chef. And like John Favreau actually went through the rigors of like learning to be a chef himself, like under like Roy Choi's kind of supervision. Uh, like he he worked under and learned under like Wolfgang Puck and stuff like that. So like. John Favreau's gone on to do the series on Netflix Chef that um, I was talking about uh, on, on my uh, Facebook page, where you know it, it kind of an extension of this movie, where it's like he's so into like being a chef and cooking and and talking to people who cook and shit for the love of it, you know. It's, it, and it's a very unpretentious kind of series and everything. The movie itself, um, really great, very heartwarming, very fun. It sounds like that. Very, very funny. And um, I think the only flaw in it is that he gets too many wins at the end. Like, the perfect ending would be that he is super successful with his food truck. That'd be the perfect, that'd be the great ending. But not only is he successful with his food truck, he eventually gets, like, a restaurant out of the blue and like you know, like the the guy who is the critic of him, uh, played by Oliver Platt, uh, is like, I've got a bunch of money, and I want to like you know, I want to back you and make you the new chef in my restaurant and shit. And oh my god! And it, it, like, it, it gets a little over the top, but um, overall, I still loved it. I thought it was really good. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I was. It's funny because when I was trying to figure out the name of the because I'm terrible at remembering movie names. Mm-hmm. Um, I was Googling, I was like, the chef, no, like the chef's table, no. And then Ryan just said it. He's like, oh, yeah, we watched the movie, the menu. I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, man, that was, that was a nice little extended what we've watched. I think that's the longest we've ever gone on a what we've watched. Uh, I think so, yeah. Perhaps, yeah. That's probably because we're going to talk less about the main movie. <laughs> probably. <laughs> And, you know, it's also been a while since we've uh, recorded, so uh, we, we've had been, a lot yeah. of time, right? But, yeah, um, yeah we're going to come back. We're going to talk about The Blind Goddess. And uh, I don't know about you, Lee, but... As you can see, I'm not wearing any panties. What scandalous. Uh, Absolutely no, he, scandalous. She probably watches the pornography. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's this show called Movie Melt, and you probably know about it. Uh, and it's once every two... I have no idea how often this is uploaded. <laughs> and it's a show where a bunch of companeros get together, and we play some fun games, trivia mainly. Uh, we talk about new releases. Uh, we have some fun games where we try and guess the title of a movie based on stuff that really probably religious people write on IMDb. <laughs> Yeah, it takes about 20 hours to record. There's always a failure midway through. Uh, and then the highlight of the week of the, of the show is uh, reviewing a movie. Usually it's kind of a interesting, lesser-known cult-type movie, and it's uh, quite enjoyable. It sounds good in theory, yes. <laughs> I might have a listen one day. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Colts in session. The Colts in session. Now, here come the judge. 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 Stop being 
So we don't have a trailer for this one, so we're just going to get right into it. Uh, Let's do it. From 1948, directed by Harold French. I kind of looked at his filmography, and here's the thing. This is a British production, and basically all of his stuff is like, hey, first half of the 20th century from Britain, and it's a lot of like stuff i've never heard of so i did i was i was kind of blanking and th- this is going to be a common theme especially with some of the actors here i just kind of blanked on their filmographies because i was looking through them and i was like i don't know this <laughs> i don't know this i've never heard of this um it's written by muriel box and sydney box they were kind of a prolific uh kind of a prolific writing uh partner duo uh married of course and uh, this is based on the play by Patrick Hastings, who was a former lawyer and in his spare time was kind of like writing uh, plays about, I guess, lawyers. <laughs> and this one actually got picked up. This one was like it first showed up in like 1947 and they like immediately, made it <laughs> which is kind of surprising. But someone what? had a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So a lot of these actors I'm going to go through real quick because. Like I said, I was looking at their filmographies and I was like, I've never heard of any of these movies. <laughs> like it was, it was kind of like embarrassing because it was kind of like pointing out a big hole in my film knowledge where I was just like looking at this is like, I don't know this. I don't know this. I don't, this guy did like 150 movies and I haven't seen one of them. Um, so we got like Eric Portman as Sir John Deering KC. Uh, we got Anne Crawford as Lady Helen Brasted. 
Hugh Williams as Lord Arthur Brasted. We got uh, Michael Dennison as Derek Waterhouse. I have seen one thing he was in, which was like a episode of Tales from the Crypt from 1996, like the last season of that show. Um, we got Nor- Nora Swineburne as Lady Deering. Raymond Lovell as Frank Manning. Claire Bloom, of course. Uh, and we talked about her uh, in Clash of the Titans as Mary Deering. Uh, Frank Sellier as the judge. We have covered him before on this podcast a few years back in the 39 steps, which was Alfred Hitchcock's like last British uh, film that he did before he became a big star in uh, America. And we have Frank, uh, I don't know, Clive Morton as Marcel. He had quite a nice filmography going on. Uh, he was in stuff like Lawrence of Arabia, Goodbye, Mr. Chips, Zeppelin, and something called Lock Up Your Daughters, which <laughs> sound intriguing. Um, then we have Elspeth Gray as Daphne Deering. Uh, she was also in Goodbye, Mr. Chips. We have Maurice Denham as Johnson the Butler, and he's the guy with the most impressive uh, filmography here. And spoilers, it's going to be one of his movies that we do. And uh, I'll I'll share that at the end of the podcast, of course. But he's been in stuff like Shut at the Devil, Day of the Jackal, Sunday Bloody Sunday, Torture Garden. Uh, We've covered him before on this podcast in Countess Dracula. Um, he was in Blood Beast from Outer Space, Sink the Bismarck, Curse of the Demon, and he was in the animated version of Animal Farm, where he did all the voices, apparently. So, uh, at least all the animal voices. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, we have a synopsis here from someone called Jeremy Perkins on uh, IMDb, who says... Lord Brasted is in charge of a post-war fund for displaced persons. His secretary, Derek Waterhouse, visits the Prime Minister and accuse Brasted of taking money from the fund. This results in a libel case made difficult for Waterhouse for several reasons. The man who uncovered the fraud has committed suicide or been murdered in Prague. Lady Brasted is an old flame and being pretty devious, she has been seeing the prosecutor and he has been seeing the prosecuting lawyer's daughter. Yeah, there, there, there is some complicated stuff in this plot um, if you dig into it. Uh, but they, that's a good summation of kind of what happens in this other than it's like, oh, and also there's a very boring, talky court case that goes on for half the movie. The whole movie? <laughs> well, pretty much the whole movie, yeah. But you The know. whole movie. Yeah. But... Uh, Yes, uh, uh, Lee. Uh, since you picked this, uh, you get to go first. What are your What are your general thoughts on this? I, you know, it's funny. It started off, and I was like, "Oh, I like the music. I like mm-hmm. um, kind of the setup. I like the idea that okay, the the butler right away the face so a facial expression he makes before he like shoots the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing! Like, I loved it. I love that. Like that intro scene was just so good. The opening the scene in- is like from a different movie, right? Is it? it, it no, I, 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 I'm saying that it feels like it's from a. Different oh movie. my god! I thought you were telling me because I know you're telling me that the one that we were watching had the the replay. So I thought I misread. Um. <laughs> okay. Yes. It totally. It very much feels like it's disjointed from the rest of the movie. Like mm-hmm. it just feels. You see this, and you're like. Oh my god, this is gonna be good. And then you get into the movie and it's like, what the fuck just happened? 
go, where did that intro go? Mm-hmm. Like, I love, um, I love the chemistry between uh, the lawyer's daughter and Derek. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's kind of a cute little romantic relationship that they have. Like at the beginning, it's very sweet. Um, I was, I was just noting um, the the acting. Like her acting reminded me of somebody else. Just the way she talks. Like if for whatever reason, remind me of. Uh, uh, Glinda from Wizard of Oz. Like, it just had okay. that same kind of, like, I don't know, like, positivity, like, the happiness to it. So, I, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. I just, uh, I thought it was very, like, um, it kind of drawed me in. Again, mm-hmm. this is the intro. This is, like, the first five minutes of the movie. Like, max ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, then we get into, um, literally we get into the court scene that just never ends. Like, <laughs> I was okay. I was watching it, and uh, so I was trying to find a way to speed through it because I was getting really bored of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I usually do the one twenty five, so it goes a little bit quicker, and I can still pay attention. Um, I ended up I couldn't do it on YouTube, so I found it on Daily Motion. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it here. Every fucking two minutes, there was a commercial on it. And I'm like, oof. Why did I even bother? And it's the same commercials about four cars i'm like i don't even i don't even own ford like this is the worst <laughs> target marketing i've ever had before so it, i probably ended up being the exact same amount of time had i just watched it on youtube um mm-hmm. but i remember looking and i saw that i was half an hour into the movie and just being like when does this quit see that especially when they're like oh hey is it gonna take any longer um how long is it gonna take you guys like we're gonna go and we're gonna stop for tonight oh yeah it's gonna be quick tomorrow don't worry Really? Yeah. Really? It's not. <laughs> it just, I just, like, it, okay, it, they could have shortened this again. They could, they, not again, but they could have shortened this to a short. <laughs> they could mm-hmm. have literally made a short film about the whole thing about being in court and how they manipulate things and how they do things. And I'd have been fine with that because it was an interesting story, like an interesting background mm-hmm. story. And the way that the, the lawyer worked, um, it was, intriguing especially back then even though a lot of it now wouldn't work at all yeah like oh you want to bring a lady into court like wait <laughs> you sure you want to bring this lady into court you are sure you're doing this right now you're going to bring this poor helpless deviant woman <laughs> into yeah. the courtroom you've, you've already insulted the reputation of one woman what's stopping you from doing a second eh? <sighs> Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, so I know those things don't fly anymore, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that's just a little bit age thing. But again, they could have cut this down to like an eighth. <laughs> like, oh yeah, just... this this could have been like this this feels like they could have done everything in this in like a you know, 30, 40 minute episode of a TV show. And probably even less. You could have had like a mm-hmm. 20 minute episode, TV episode, and you would have still got the point. Like there were right. so many times it just kept going around and around. Like I got to a point where I couldn't remember who was a part of what, of whose lawyer was whose. Because mm-hmm. it kept being that turnaround with the lawyer who was like, oh, I'm on the bad guy's side. Okay, now I'm on the good guy's side. Oh, I'm on the bad guy's side. Oh, no, I'm on the good guy's side. I'm like, yeah. Whose lawyer's what now? <laughs> yeah, there, 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 there's, there's complicated relationships in this, right? Because. Uh, the Waterhouse character 
he had an affair with uh well he not an affair but not he had affair. A, he, was, he liked he was interested in her when she was single yeah they had a relationship together before she got married to lord brasted and she and, was using that against him yeah and and also the lawyer for lord brasted in this case is the father father of the woman that he's currently courting so that adds more complications like it ends up being in the court that he doesn't want to bring up her name because uh, that will cause way too much scandal, considering the fact of who she is and uh, who's involved in this case and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I didn't hate this. I like, like you said, like there's, there's a lot of like good kind of drama in this. It's just kind of, it's very outdated. It's so outdated. Like it, it starts off exciting. It starts off like a, Oh, this is going to be like a noir film because there's a murder and there's like some really good shots, like, uh, you know, tracking shots from the dead body with where he places the gun in his hand to make it look like a suicide. And then it tracks to the knocking door. I'm like, all right, I'm on board. This is going to be good. And then it's like, Welcome to British courts, and everybody talks like this. And oh yes, yes, darling, Lord. yes, darling, oh, yes. Lord. Oh, oh Lord. Lord! And there's a lot of like, I would not put this on one point two five speed because I would not be able to understand what anyone's saying because everyone's energetically talking in this, right? Everyone's, oh yes, of course, Mr. Lord Bastard. And now, please take the stand and talk. And you're going to defend yourself like that. <laughs> the key is, I already talk really fast, so yeah, there you go. Fast talkers have nothing on me. <laughs> okay, well, it was funny too because when I had it like the one point two five, I was mm. like, oh, this is really fast now. Yeah. Sometimes, like I don't notice it. Like it's just very like not so much. Uh, but this one, I was like, oh, I gotta pay attention. Yeah, but I <laughs> help mean, me pay attention though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it it, it is a, a at at its base, it is kind of a competent but dull courtroom drama. Like I know some people really dig these kind of like legal chess game films. But oh, I, I could, that, yeah. I I could not be fucked to give a shit about this. Um, <sighs> so I, I was just like, okay, I get what's going on. And even though this movie is relatively short, it's only like eighty some minutes, right? It still felt really long. Like it, it felt very long. <laughs> I did the first thirty minutes, and I was like, oh my god, I still have like fifty minutes left. <laughs> and and I, think, <laughs> I thought I, I was so much further in. <laughs> and, and I think the big thing is like. I, I do like some movies that are like legal dramas, like about lawyers doing cases and stuff like that. Like I like the George Clooney movie, Michael Clayton, but that one has like drama in it. It has like dangerous moments in it happening. Like this movie really needed like a kidnapping attempt or like an attempt on Waterhouse's life to spice it up a little bit, right? Like It was very like, dry. Yeah. Very, 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 very dry. Like it starts out big and then nothing happens for the rest of the film. And then like, the ending. Well, yeah, and the ending where they don't show it, but they, you know, uh, strongly imply that Lord Brasted, who ends up being, a, is going to be exposed for his crime in the end, uh, commits suicide by running out in front of a car. Like that's the implied ending to it. Um, like the whole, the whole thing is like the whole sort of clutch to the, to the thing is there's this class system thing in it. Right. So like water, Waterhouse is a lower class guy. So it's his word against Lord Brasted to start with. And then he's got these complications with the two women involved. And Lord Brasted's wife is 
you know, very desperately trying to hold on to her position as like, uh, you know, she, yeah, late. Like she, she mentions that you know when she was still with uh, Waterhouse, she was kind of a woman of ill repute, much more like lower class. And then uh, Lord Brasted sort of brought her up as like, oh, now she's Lady Brasted, and she wants to hold on to that. And she, I, I can't remember if it's her or if it's uh, Lord Brasted himself or both of them together. They forge a letter first to like implicate. Um, uh, Waterhouse in being like, uh, you know, basically blackmailing Lord Brasted with with mm-hmm. his knowledge. Like, oh, I know this thing about you, and you're going to pay me twenty thousand pounds, or I'm going to uh, go to the co- to the police or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then later, Lady Brasted gets a hold of a love letter from Waterhouse to um, uh, Mary Dennison, right, mm-hmm. uh, or Deering, and. And, and there's a confusion because they try to pass it off as a letter to uh, Brass, uh, Lady Brasted. And so there's that whole conflict like, oh, uh, you know, he's always held a flame for Lady Brasted and there's still an affair going on. And the interesting thing there is that Lord Brasted is kind of unaware of this development. So when he learns about that letter and the way she's trying to present it, uh, he's now worried that his his wife is unfaithful to him. Which is an interesting twist. Like it, it honestly Yeah, it is. was. Yeah. I thought that was like that was like I said, that there was a good story to it. Like that there was a clever twist that was a clever way of mm-hmm. kind of manipulating the situation because they she had letters proof letter or letters of proof that this guy would, would had a thing for her, that they had a thing. And she went on and married somebody, and then she tried to play it off as like, "Oh, he sent me this letter. Like he still loves me." And mm-hmm. uh, it was just cleverly done. Like it was very I just, yeah, that part was, um, that part kind of added a little bit of spice to it, but not enough to keep you cap- captivated. Again, this could have been done so much better because I think it would have been more interesting had mm-hmm. she gone in and like had this letter, like taking the letter mm-hmm. and you see her take the letter, like something about changing like the, the actual um, scene. Because mm-hmm. you're always in that courtroom, so it's very dry. So even if right. they broke it up, like they broke that uh, part, portion out, like switch scenes to have her stealing the letter and forging right. it, um, would it be good? Or something about collecting the letter or getting the letter from him. Because when yeah. you realize, yeah, because even when they said the but, uh, they gave it to the butler and the butler gave it to her, that would have still worked. We would have still figured that he gave it to her, but then we find out really that it was meant for somebody else. Yeah, they they really they really needed like, and like this guy never got punished either. The guy who kills the guy at the beginning of the film, he never gets punished, as far as I recall. No, but he should have been like. See him. (laughs) Yeah, it it should like he comes back to England or whatever, and we do see him in one other scene. But it's like he should have been like actively the guy who intercepts the letter or whatever, right? Like they should have had a scene showing that happen, so you can better sort of keep clear what's going on because it does get a little confusing um just because it's so dry and it's like you're kind of like losing your place on what the fuck's going on they're just saying names 
Yeah. They're like, you're, you're this person and that person and lady this and Lord lady, this. Lady Blasted, Lady Blasted, Lord Abernathy. Yes, yes. No, 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 Barrister Donaldson. What do you have to say about this? Oh, yes. No, keep it, keep it. Uh, you cannot say that. That is a very unintelligent comment to make in this Yeah, court. like they tried, I think they tried too hard to make it seem like an actual court scene when mm-hmm. they need to make it like a Hollywood court scene. That's, like, that's just That's, that's the like, thing, right? Because the, the, like I was saying, the writer was an actual lawyer mm-hmm. and he's writing it far too true to what being a lawyer is like. Someone should have edited it down. Yeah. Cause I think you could have had the same impact and the same kind of storyline and chopped off a good amount and added some extra scenes that kind of showed you more like visually what was going on versus us having to listen. Cause basically it just felt like I was being read a story. Right. You, you, you want, as much you know as much as you kind of want realism and there's plenty of that in this film and you could still have that you want those moments you want that fucking a few good men moment with tom cruise and jack nicholson where it's like i want the truth you can't handle the truth you need that moment in this film to like fucking pump it up a little bit because there's like hard as much as these guys are yelling at each other in court it doesn't feel big like there's they're still very proper and likable it's like no, I did not write that letter. No, yes, you did. You wrote that letter. Did you not? It was like, come on. Like, I would have been cool, too, if they was like went flashbacks of him writing these letters. Mm-hmm. And then like parts of their relationship, what they showed you, like her reading right. the letter or something. Anything. Anything to break up that court scene, because that court scene is so long. It's, I think it's about... I want to say it's like 40 minutes long, that first it's, court scene. It's a, Well, I, I would say it's 40 minutes long, but like... The amount of court time that is overall in this movie, which is only 80 minutes, over half of it is in that court room. But I think that, like, I I, I don't know how long it was, because... It felt like 40 minutes. You're not wrong there. No, it might have been. I think, okay, no, I think the first one was, like, 25 minutes. Because I'm trying to think of, like, when I stopped, and it, I stopped mm-hmm. it, like, when I, like, to switch over. I was about mm-hmm. half an hour in. And that's when he was talking to uh, Lady What's Her Face, um, the bad girl, Lady Brasted. <laughs> Lady Brasted. Lady Brasted. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say Lady Bastard. You know, like, Lady Bastard. Because it's really just—I I feel like it, that's also kind of just poor writing. Because you're kind of just like very thinly veiled. It's like, no, these two are bastards. Really, they're not Brasted. They're bastards. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that first scene, that's like when we first exit out of the court scene when she's mm-hmm. like, I have the letters. Uh, then you're out of the court scene. So that's 25 minutes, 20 minutes, we'll say, of that court scene. That's a very long, dry scene to be watching. Yeah, it is. And then we have a very short period of the letters happening. And then we get mm-hmm. back into the court scene again. And yeah. that court scene leads you up to like 10 minutes left in the movie where everything just rushes to get concluded. Mm-hmm. So the second court scene must be like at least half an hour. And the first one's probably like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, like 30 minutes of it, maybe even less. Honestly, like I don't remember much parts outside. It could be like more, but I just don't remember much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're looking at like over 50 minutes of just court scene. And this is just court scene. This is not breaking it with any like flashbacks or like background scenes or anything like that. It's legit just this one shot in this courtroom. Like it's just, it's different angles. 
mm-hmm. but it's still that same fucking courtroom scene. Like, I think the only thing we really got that like broke it up was when they said, "Oh yeah, this letter doesn't really look like uh, his." When it was mm-hmm. the, uh, the um the what you call it the um, it had the forged the one. Yeah, yeah, the jury was like, "Oh yeah," and then the the, the judge is like, "Don't let that. You can't make decisions now." That was like the only break we really had when we saw the court scenes. Yeah, and that's the issue with this movie is they could have you know what they could have had a lot of that detail and drawn it out drawn this movie out and it would be more entertaining had they had breaks of like adding more action or adding more like interactions or something mm-hmm. just making it so that you're more involved in the story you're understanding the story instead of having to listen to someone to tell you what's happening because when you're yeah. watching a movie you want to see what's happening you want to be like you want the story to be unfolded in front of you in a movie. This yeah. was like literally someone reading it to me, telling me this, what's happening. This, this is this is a this is a lawyer writing this who knows court cases, but he doesn't know drama outside of the court cases. Yeah. Like if anything, the other writers on this are probably filling in filling in the blanks there a little bit, and it's still not good enough. Like, um, and like and, I said, the ending was just so rushed. Yeah, but but here here's another problem I have with this. So, Lady and Lord Brasted, they're they're bastards. Like they're 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 not good people, but they're not really presented badly in this film no. to the point where you hate them, right? Because they're they're like everybody else. They they talk very affably, very you know high spirited, very civil, you know, very charming. It's like, oh Lady Brasset, oh Lord Brasset, oh yes, yes, yes. You, you don't see them really giving super ominous looks or like Lady Brasted does a little bit more like underhanded yes. stuff. Like she dresses down um Mary at one point when she confronts her about the fucking letter that she stole and and then shit like that but otherwise it's like they're you kind of understand them as people like they're kind of like you know Lord Brasted made a mistake and now he's paying for it and he realizes he's going to pay for it Lady Brasted is like she she they obviously love each other so like no, you're making them a little too human for me to like hate these people, which which is what I should be doing. I should be hating these rich bastards. Yeah, Lady Brasted was a little bit easier to dislike because of um, you could tell uh, she was playing like trying to play the innocent woman, mm-hmm. so you kind of got a little bit of that. But Lord Brasted, like I barely even realized like this was the guy that I was supposed to be hating. Right. Like, it just it just didn't even clue in. Like there was nothing about it. And even at the end when it like he committed suicide. Like you barely like it wasn't even you didn't really care. Like well, there was well, nothing yeah. well, yeah, I wasn't but, excited about it. I wasn't like sad about it. Like I was literally like, oh, okay, he's dead. There's very little conflict between him and Waterhouse. The conflict beca- comes between Waterhouse and the guy representing Brasted. Like that's 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 the back and forth in the courtroom. Brasted yeah. doesn't say shit in the courtroom. So it's like No, and you hate um you start to hate uh John, like John Deering, yeah, because like yeah, the way he sounds and how he's talking, and like you start having that, like, oh, this is the bad guy, this is the one I'm supposed to hate, like, he's the one I'm like uh going against. And at the end, they're like, oh, you want to marry my daughter? Cool, yeah, do it, yeah, <laughs> like, it just... it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I I can't recommend this movie, um, it's just it doesn't have enough for me to go, like, okay, yeah, give it a look. I'm just like, nah, it's it's not. 
it's it's competent and everything but it's boring it's just so boring it's just like there's there's little good pieces here and there but it's not enough to like sustain a watch as far as i'm concerned i'm honestly surprised i was just checking on imbd and it has a 6.3 in imbd and it's shocking to me because like i get that yeah. i got i'm not into slow go movies but i just think that this was are really against every single rule of movies. Like there were so many things about it. Like, first of all, just the one scene in the courtroom, like I was saying, it just carried on and on and on and on. So unfortunately it just got really dry really quick. And secondly, mm-hmm. the fact that we were had to be told by a lawyer who was explaining the story, what was happening. Like these are all things that I think it makes a very poor quality film. And considering that we've done watched and seen like how many movies, older movies mm-hmm. where they've executed these so well, you can't even blame the fact that it's an older movie. Like even, even um, if the movie we didn't like the lawn or hands. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say that. Yeah. Like as much as I hated that movie of how it did it, they did a good job with that movie. Like mm. it was as much as I hated the whole story and hated what was going on. The acting was really good. They had some really interesting situations with the mafia, even during the court scenes when they showed like the, the guys going against her and like screwing mm-hmm. up her like lawyers, this stuff. Like, again, it was still, it was all visuals where you're being told a story and yeah. how like, change and it was barely that many scenes either so even financially when you think about it like this is still like multiple scenes being used where they could have done the same with this one it just so much is missing to this one like just so much it's just got it's just missing what makes a movie pop like what makes this entertaining as a movie like this maybe works better as a play where you have like theatrical actors, like going big off the stage. Yes. Probably, probably works much better there here. They're not doing that. And it's just, I still think it'd be a little bit long to have it that would, long. It would be, but you know, I mean, I feel like, I feel like in the theater, like as a play, there's probably none of the outside stuff. It's probably almost a hundred percent the courtroom. Cause you, you know, you're, you don't want to change too many sets or anything like that, right? So, yeah, it's difficult so, to change sets. And then there's there's probably a better like under like explanation of what's going on in in the, as far as the text goes. For I the think it's probably play. shorter. I honestly yeah. believe that the play is probably shorter because I think this one because they had the theater the movie they mm. added more to it to try and like make it seem more movie esque because. Um, yeah, I just think it would have been shorter as a play. I think probably like a 45-minute play, like around right, that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Or like um, just under an hour or something. Uh, okay. The Again, I'm going to – I I have to bring this up. Okay. The ending of this movie is the shittiest thing I've seen. You have <laughs> – like you hit the climax of you understand what's going on, and mm-hmm. then you have John who comes in, and he's like, listen to Derek finally – and uh, then Derek is like, I want to marry your daughter. And John's like, oh, yeah, you're innocent. I see that now. Mm-hmm. And then we go into, like, the bastards who um, they're talking and like, oh, I love you. Oh, I love you, too. You love me? Yeah, I love you. I knew, okay, I'm so happy that letter wasn't about that because that would have made me sad. Oh, I know. Don't worry, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. Oh, shit, my husband's dead now. Oh, hey, guys, we're on this phone call with the lawyers. Um, he got an accident. The end. Yeah, very flippant, right? It's just like, 
Well, that case is over with now. Spot of tea. It's like they did the whole court scene because I guess the guy who was the lawyer was like adamant about having this fucking court scene, every detail. And then the parts that actually mattered, it was like, nah, fuck that. It's not a court well, yeah, scene. a fuck. And the lawyer character, it's like he doesn't give a shit about anything, man, because like all this happens. Then he learns that Lord Brast had basically committed suicide and he knows he committed suicide. And there's no emotional weight on him at all. There's no repercussion from that. There's nothing. It's just, just like joking about like who he's representing next. Yeah, just another day of the job. Oh, I've got this case coming up, love. Oh no, which is would you care for a spot of tea, darling? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yes, yes. Just don't yes. pee. Oh butler, <laughs> please please come over here and, and, and fluff my pillows now. Yes. Mm, yes. Mm. Like even uh okay so i'm gonna g- give some some positives i did think john deering did a really good job uh like the actor oh i think all make, the actors are good in this making you hate him because mm-hmm. you do hate him because you how snotty and snooty he is yeah he kind of uh he did a really good job considering that like i said the the court scene was like really long he's like the only saving grace like i thought even though i don't get me wrong i thought Derek was really good mm-hmm like they were all really good acting wise, but um, because he had that biggest part, I think he did a really good job with what he was given. And I, to do that long and have that much emotion and that much intensity um, and a range too. It's not like he, you were never tired of his range because what was bored of was the scene. It wasn't his acting. Like he, were, yeah. he didn't have a one note for all of it. He was very like up and down. He knew how to like, very good and as much as like i respect the fact the movie wants to present him as a total professional who's like it's just a job and he doesn't get involved in things this should have been the case where the fact that he learns that lord waterhouse is so corrupt and actually like fucked this up and is like potentially ruining lives over his lie and uh, ordered a murder he ordered a murder. It should have been, there should have been more stakes here. There should have been more of an emotional reaction from the lawyer where he confronts Waterhouse before he, uh, or conf- confronts Brasted before he commits suicide, where it's like new, new stuff's come to light. And you've been, you've been fucking with me, motherfucker. And it's like, I'm not going to be like, I'm still going to be professional. I'm still going to, you know, represent you or whatever, but, there's new stakes here. And I, and like, I, I can't in good conscience, like, you know, be cool with this. Like there, there need to be something else like the, this, the flippant dismissal at the end of like this horrendous crime. Like it's a horrendous crime. Not only did he order a murder. So dismissed. Like not, not only did he order a murder, he fucking, he basically like d- decided I'm just going to ruin this guy's life who, you know, has the evidence against me. And basically he get he kind of gets away with it in the sense that like, he just jumps in front of a car and dies, you know, like it's not like he should be going to jail. He should be rotting in jail somewhere. You never really feel like it just, you reminding me of this um, just made me think like you never really feel the severity of the actual crime. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, you just saying this just kind of reminding me of it. Like 
there was a murder at the beginning of this movie that we were so intrigued by that was yeah. a totally different movie. And it's <laughs> an afterthought. Like, like who, like who is this count guy who was the contact who gets murdered? Like what's his story? Like, you know, Derek Waterhouse talks about how like he was a great friend and everything. And part of the, the whole thing with the letters is like, he would sign it a certain way because they were so close and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of forgotten. It's like this, this guy died. And there's this murderer still out there. Like, uh, I, I guess you got to assume once the 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 case comes to light and the evidence comes to light, that guy will be like scooped up. Or yeah, whatever. but all it did, all it did, though, is catch the fact that uh, Rastin <laughs> yeah. um, was guilty of uh, blackmail, not of murder. Well, no, like there's like, nothing. No, because that was the whole thing. Like it wasn't about murder because they thought the guy committed suicide. So none of it came to light about um, who well, murdered. The, the 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 evidence of like an actual murder is going to come out. But that's what I mean, though. You don't have that. You don't talk about that in the movie. Yeah. The whole thing is about not because the, they uh, they ruled it as a suicide and mm. never did they ever discuss the fact that there was an actual murder. They didn't say this guy was murdered. Derek brought it up once, but it was never finalized. He got arrested because of blackmail. Mm-hmm. He didn't get arrested because someone got killed. No, he got arrested because of blackmail. And um, they never brought up the fact that they're like, oh, shit, this guy got murdered. We need to figure out his killer. That never brought up. That was never brought up. It never, yeah. it just ended. Yeah, no, like that it, guy it, that we saw twice in the whole fucking movie, whose face was so goddamn amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very it. good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you yeah, never no, brought it, up again. You never see it again. <laughs> yeah, just, no, it's, it's, it's only Derek, you know, brings up like he was murdered. I know he was murdered because there's no way he would commit suicide. Like he had no reason to. So he must have been killed to keep quiet. And Lady Brasted, um, gets away with everything, even though she mm-hmm. lied and fucked around with the court. Like, wouldn't that be like anything about I, fucking I mean, stuff I guess, I guess, I mean, I get, I, I guess she's going to be ruined once things come out, but it's like, you never see that. Like, it's just like, Oh, all this stuff is going to happen off screen. And it's just dismissed as it's dismissed as much as the lawyer dismisses it at the end of the movie, where it's just like, Oh, off to the next case. Of course. Yeah, again, like, let's not figure out how this guy died. Like, mm-hmm. that's not brought up. We never even decide that he's dead. Like, it's not even finalized that he was murdered. It was just finalized that he was suicidal. And then at the end, when we, everything is done, we're like, oh, cool, case is done then. What? What about it, fucking it, Lady What's-Her-Face? What about the fact that there's a murder? What about the fact that there was, like, a ton of people lying in this case and, like, willingly lying in this case mm-hmm. and willingly showed false evidence that where you're like, Derek, you better be telling the truth now. Like, yeah, if a lawyer wrote this, He's like super proud that he figured out the black true black man. He, Fuck everything he, else. He literally only cares about the details of the specific case and how it rules. And it doesn't matter that there's going to be subsequent cases and changes afterwards. He doesn't care about any of that. That's all dismissed. And he leaves it for the viewer to fill in the blanks. And you can't do that with this film. It's like you need that dramatic undercurrent. You need to see like the killer get caught. You need to see like Waterhouse, you know, oh, the paper shows up Waterhouse under, you know, suspect of of uh, stealing funds and stuff. And then you and see murder. water. You yeah, and, be like- and then you see Waterhouse 
walk out into the street and you see the car coming you see a you see like a shot of his face like looking sad or whatever and then you hear you don't have to see him get hit by the car because it's 1948 whatever Mm -hmm. but you hear you need to hear the fucking car screech can you get that you don't even get that in the movie reaction that's it yeah which I'm cool with. They could have done that with the sound and her face because that would have been more powerful. Mm-hmm. And then you could have had that scene where she realizes her life is over. Yeah, because it was not a moment that she realized her life is over. Everything just seemed cool. They're like, "Oh yeah, I did this. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah." And, like they were so calm and collect. Like the fact that they both knew that everything was coming to light. Yeah, like, he just realized um, the truth is coming out. So he said, "Fuck this. I'm going to end my life." But well, she, well, like, well, well, the, well, the, well, the thing with Lady Brasted is uh, Lord Brasted lied to her because she asks him at the end. So, that you know, you, you've done nothing untoward or, or whatever, you know, involved with this. It's like, oh, you're fuck, totally, I missed that. I'm totally, so tired of yeah, the movie by then. Yeah, I know. She's like, you, we're, <laughs> she's like, you know, hey, hey, Lord Brasted, we're cool, right? Oh, yes, we're cool. I, I did nothing wrong. So. Eventually, she's going to learn, like, oh, no, he actually did all this shit. Like, See, she- that would have been perfect, because after when mm-hmm. she had that reaction, to realize, like, oh, fuck, he did do something wrong. And then to have, like, even, like you said, the newspaper, and have it all unfold in front of her mm-hmm. would have been even better. Better, Like, we didn't need that last scene with the lawyer being like, okay, let's go to the next case. You could have ended up with those two and just their lives being fucking destroyed. Yeah, you don't even need to see the lawyer, because, like, at that point, you don't need him anymore. But, Unless you know, he's like, I'm going to find who killed this guy. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> you you could have a montage of like the killer being caught, uh, uh, Lord Brasted committing suicide, Lady Brasted like being, you know, put in handcuffs or something and and walked away, and then you end with like uh, Waterhouse and Mary getting or, married. Yes, or even like if they don't want to do, because I know it was 1949. 1948, sorry. 48, 49, same thing. A year before my mom was born. Mm-hmm. And um, eight years before rock and roll was invented. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, you could have had Lady uh, Brasted going back on to like her old ways too. Like just mm-hmm. kind of, because I know they might not want to show women getting arrested because it's faux pas there. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can't have them in court. Why are you going to arrest them? But I, I think it would have been just interesting to have her like back to her old ways because they talked about that so it would have been interesting to just have her on the streets or something like even like acting as like the lady of the night or whatever or in the bars like trying to get the attention of oh men oh oh here here's yeah if, if somehow she does not get prosecuted because you know if they don't really learn that she lied or whatever here's the best scene it's it's fucking it's it's fucking uh, waterhouse and mary you're going on a date and they're walking down the street in London somewhere. They're going to a restaurant or whatever. And Lady Brasted is in a in a alleyway as a hooker. And you just kind of like they walk. They Maybe they don't even see her. They just walk by and she peers out of the fucking alleyway and looks at them and is like, yeah, that's their life now. They're here. Here she is. Everything, yeah. yeah. We we, we did like a yeah. we we did a better version of this movie like a couple times over. Yeah, I literally I, we've broken it down. To everything yeah, what we did. You know, like we were saying, we're, we weren't going to say much about this movie, but we actually kind of had a lot to say about this movie. 
I, I think let's say, I didn't even know what I was going to say about the, honestly, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is going to be like the shortest podcast because I can't figure out what I'm going to say. <laughs> but as we were talking about it, it's like, oh no, let's talk about this. Just this. Yeah. I, just, I don't, I don't think it really clued in on how much annoyed me until we started talking about it, like breaking it down. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I think that was a good conversation. Um, so this, this had a budget of 143,000 pounds. Uh, box office was 88,000 pounds. So it was a box office failure. Um, didn't do too well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty fucking dry. Um, also, you know, uh, you can find this in places like, like we said, YouTube, Daily Motion are places where you can find it streaming. Don't watch it on Daily Motion. Yeah, YouTube one is better. It's 720p at the very least, so it, it's it's a little bit it's better. Daily Motion one was like ad ridden, like fucking ad-ridden, crazy ad ridden. Yeah, yeah. Um, Burn on de- you can also find this on burn on demand DVD services. There's no, as far as I can see, official DVD release, and I wouldn't expect her to be. This is a pretty obscure movie at this point. Uh, but there, there are like, oh yeah, I, I, I did see some like burn on demand services where if, if you do want a DVDR of this, you can order and buy it online. So just for- just. YouTube. Just YouTube. Yeah, if, if you're if you're a masochist who wants to pay money for pain, you you you, you can buy this just so you know. Um, but yeah, you that, know, no, someone might actually enjoy like the the court scene. I like like I said, like some people it really enjoy this kind of like courtroom chess <laughs> fucking thing, and it's like okay, there's plenty of that in this movie. It's just like it's the very stuffiest, most British version of that, and it's just like. Oh, yes, yes, Lord Denison. Where were you in this time? Huh? Did you write this letter? Yes, yes, quite, quite, yes. Oh, oh I, I don't need to say object. That is a lie. That is a lie. It's a lie. I did not write that letter. I did not write that letter. You know, you denied now, look, do you? Look, huh? look how I write these letters. This is how I talk to the guy. <laughs> You're bringing a lady into court? You want to bring a lady in? You want to ru- you've already ruined the reputation of one lady in this court. What's stopping you from doing it again, sir? <laughs> say her name. No, I will not. It's like, end scene. Fuck you. Like... Stop it. Um, It has been about this time now. We are four o'clock. How long will it take for you guys to give your speech tomorrow? (laughs) Did we need that? Did you really need that? No, we really didn't. Um, But here's the good thing. So this little thing we're doing where, you know, we, we pick a film and then we go into the cast list and we pick a new film from the filmography of one of those actors or actresses. Here's the silver lining to this gray cloud of dreariness okay i think i picked something really good for our next episode okay so i'm picking the actor maurice denham who played the butler for um i think i think the four seconds (laughs) yeah for for the brastids i'm pretty sure um maybe not maybe it was the uh the lawyer actually i think it was the lawyer uh it was the butler for him but no, it actually was the Brastons. It was the Brastons. Um, he was also in a film called Some Girls Do from 1969, which is a British spy movie. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. As soon as, interesting. As soon as I saw that, I was like, Lee's going to be excited for this. So uh, I feel like it's right up your alley and honestly just right up this podcast alley anyway so it looks like a fun kind of campy 
British spy movie, kind of like semi parody of like the James Bond stuff. It looks a lot of fun. It's got like killer women with machine guns and shit and all kinds of fun stuff, but it looks of it. So that's going to be the next movie we do. I'm excited. I think that's going to be uh, a lot better than the last. There's no way it cannot be better than what we just covered. <laughs> like, I, you know, what's hilarious is like, think about all the movies that we've picked. Mm-hmm. I think we've had one that we've enjoyed. I, mean, I think we've had a couple that we've enjoyed. Have we? Really? Not? Which ones? We enjoyed Clash of the Titans. Okay, name another one. Uh, do you want me to go back into our thing here? I, I got, I got a lot. I'm pretty got, sure the rest like haven't been that successful. Uh, let's see. Okay, so Clash of the Titans, uh, Muppet Treasure Island. We like that one. I totally forgot about that one. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is okay. That's just like an easy one, but that's like an obvious. Like I'm obviously gonna be obsessed with it. Like I'm talking about like first time watches. <laughs> uh, Not, which... Oh yeah, I shouldn't say first time watches. I just mean like I don't know. I think the ones like the ones that we don't know about because the ones that we do know about, we already know that we like them. All the ones that we just kind of like, hey, haven't seen this yet. Let's watch it. Have right. Because um... the first one. Um, what was the first one? I think our. I think our. The f- oh, it was the 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 hot the the New Year's one, <laughs> the, the oh, two thousand uh, year the two the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Oh yeah, yeah, End of Days. Yeah, End we, of Days. We both hated that. Yeah. Then it was. Uh, and Grandma, was Dead Mother. Yeah, which was terrible. Yeah. Oh, well, I found terrible. Uh, um, shoot, shooter. We did Shooter. Which was the Mark the Mark Wahlberg one? I, yeah, I didn't like that one. I liked it though. Okay. Yeah, but, but you've did, seen it before, haven't you? Yeah. Okay, so you already knew that you liked it. I'm talking about ones that like we literally are like guessing because it's the first time we've seen them. Uh, we did at pupil, which was okay. Like uh, what would and Polar Express? That's uh, uh, terrible. That wasn't yeah. one. That was just like a Christmas one that we randomly did. Oh, okay. Uh, was was the Shadow one? That, no, Shadow was one we picked. We liked the Shadow. No, the know? Shadow wasn't the pick one. Shadow was one that we did because of. Matt. No, yeah, no. The Shadow was one because it had uh, it had uh, what's his face? Uh, the guy who played Magneto. He was he was in that pupil. Oh, you're right. Right. We, we okay. We liked the Shadow. So we have okay. So we have two first time watches that we liked. Hmm. And uh, Clash of Titans, yeah. And um, was the first time watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, no. So we're not, we're not, you know, we're not batting a thousand right now. It's fine. I'm just saying that the ones out of the blue, where we're like, hey, haven't seen this yet, I haven't watched it. Um, let's do this one. Mm-hmm. And even okay, even the shadow like was kind of um more picked because of like. Uh, you knew that we would have a guest that would join us. Like, well, yeah, like, yeah I, I, that's I, perfect. I, I was like, that that's perfect for Matt Anderson. Let's let's yeah. get, let's get him as a guest. But that's like me and Mepa Treasure Island because I knew Gary would join us. Yeah, like, okay. <sighs> We're making excuses for it. So, so I am I am very hopeful that some girls do will be something that's way up both her alleys. So I'm I, 
I want, I definitely want one that like blows us away for the one that we pick. Yeah. I will take um, the shadow because I thought that was a pretty cool one. Mm-hmm. So that was a success one. But like first time watches, I think that was the only one that was like a real success. Like that was a real like good one that we both really, that we, yeah, that we both enjoyed. Okay. You know, you know what would have made this movie way better is if like in the middle of the court, at one point, you know, like Waterhouse just went and said this. <laughs> oh, come on, Molly, show us your whisker biscuit. <laughs> uh, would have made it more entertaining. Did I? Oh, yeah. I, I totally used that. <laughs> <laughs> you used it already? Sweet. Yeah, I've used it. I used it a few times. Cool. <laughs> I forget where. I think I was at the restaurant and we were talking and it was like, whisker biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. God. So yeah, yeah, that some girls do is going to be our next episode. I'm actually going to try to get some guests on that too. So um, we'll see what happens. That'd be fun. Yeah, I've, I've you know I've had people sort of like on the list, like I need to get this person back, kind of thing. So I've been trying to like work that, you know. So oh. we'll, we'll we'll figure it. I forgot. I just really when I was uh, when you did the when we did our intermission, mm-hmm. and I mentioned the pornography. I forgot to mention that we have our friend Court who watches the pornography as well. He does. He does. Yes. <laughs> I had to bring, bring that up back. <laughs> yes, Court, Court very well schooled in the <laughs> pornography. Yes. No, another another uh, person we need to get back soon because yeah, we 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 agreed. It's like it's not going to be another like three years before you come back on the podcast, you know, kind of thing. So yeah, we just. I have to have like back to back guests bring bring many people back. Honestly, with court, we need to do the thing we did uh, before you were a host on this, before you were even a person I knew, um, where we did like a back to back, like we did an episode of his podcast, and then he came on our podcast or the other way around, one one or the other. But it was like back to back. It was like mm-hmm. we were we were covering the Blind Dead films and stuff like that. So yeah, but. Um, yeah, some 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 girls do. <laughs> the end. That's what's coming up next. Uh, Lady Lee, uh, where can people find you on the interwebs? On Instagram at Mighty Tiny All Star, where mm-hmm. I maybe might post updates. Okay. I'm terrible. I was so good for a while, and then I just sucked. But anyways, I'll probably get back into it. I'll get back into it just for you guys. I believe you guys you. love it. Yeah, all of my two fans that. Yeah, and then, then all the the automated posts that say submit this to something records, you know, like what oh, the fuck? The amount of uh, messages I get now, being like, "Hey, do you want to be a sponsor? Hey, do you want to like promote our stuff?" I'm like, "Oh, hey, it's a bot <laughs> with yeah. zero followers." I keep I, I keep so getting I keep getting bots asking me to like promote like goth makeup or something. It's like what? I get goth jewelry. I got some other like a natural sustainable jewelry. I, I, I get the goth jewelry too. You know what it is? I think it's the fact that I I have so many like hot goth models on Instagram that I follow. It's probably what it is. Well, I'm not a hot goth, so I don't know why mine is. But uh, I also get a bunch of dog and cat stuff. I'm like that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I get <laughs> I get lots of cat uh, cat and dog stuff now, which makes me happy. That's good. But yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to, uh, you can find us at tmbds.podbean.com. <laughs> I almost forgot. I almost fucked that. It's been a little while. Um, 
yeah, tmbds.podbeat.com. You find all of our stuff there. You can go to the They Must Be Destroyed on Site Facebook group. Best way to get in contact with us. And until next time, uh, I say thank you for listening. I say thank you, Lady Lee, for uh, being here and talking. I say thank you, Mr. Lee, for hosting. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I like doing it. It's kind of fun. Um, Yeah, you know, after 284 episodes and countless others that are official episodes, I've kind of gotten a knack for it. I don't even know where I am. I don't even know where I started. I know it's a prime Uh, number. That's all I remember. Oh, wow. I, I can look back at it. But uh, no, it was um, it was I don't know what the number of the episode, but it was uh, fucking faster. Pussycat kill kill. Oh, I, right? I remember which movie it was. I just couldn't yeah, remember yeah. what number it was. Um, I just remember it was prime number because Daniel made the point. Of yeah, he made the numbers. math joke. The fucking nerd. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. Which we have not done since because I uh, stand there thinking what a prime number is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea. It's like Daniel, that that was my worst subject. You you are barking up the wrong tree here, dude. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll be back when we're back. Goodbye. Bye. Here come the judge, here come the judge, order in the courtroom, here come the judge, here come the judge, here come the judge, order in the courtroom, here come the judge. Folks, it's suck it to me, Tom. Suck it to me, Tom.
listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any podcatcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through. You drive through.